This is the Oil Country Podcast. Presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Hello, 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 Oilers fans. Welcome back. We are back at it with the Oil Country Podcast. I am your host, John, as always. Joining me from Montreal, similarly similarly to myself. Fuck, good start. Hey, I can't even talk already. Kyle, how are you doing, man? Uh, I'm okay. Happy to be back, obviously. I uh, I was one of the people in Canada that had to recover from COVID, being here in Montreal. Um, had that hit me, what was it, like a week and a half ago, John? Two weeks ago? Yeah, I think you told it's me been, like last Friday. Yeah, it's been through the next, uh, or the last little uptick here. Um I work at a bar, not like I have been going out otherwise. I've actually been pertaining to the rules quite well. Um, I'm, I'm kind of upset I actually even had to get it or go back to work. But whatever is what it is, I've, I'm in good health at least now. So dealt with that. How you been? Man, I've been good. And I'm, I'm glad to hear you're doing all right. That's, uh, I mean, everything going on, on in the world right now. It's definitely scary when you told me that. But I'm glad you're doing well. I'm back in good health and ready to chat some Oilers, but myself, I'm doing well. I uh, just moved over to Montreal for work, so it's been a little bit of an adjustment. I've been here for about a week as well, and yeah, it's been, I love the city, man, so it'll be a little weird, you know, being away from Edmonton, but I'm stoked. I'm stoked to be here, and hopefully once you get better and uh, return to normal, we'll be able to do some kind of in-person podcasts. I I was actually just going to say too, like it would have been funny if we never got to meet each other, like in real life. Um, oh my God. Like a couple months back now. And yeah. In March, February, early yeah. March. Sorry. Um, but uh, cause it would have been so funny if you came out here and we can't even like socially distant visit each other. It's like, Oh no, I'm actually on quarantine. Like you can't come near me right now. So <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be another week. But yeah. yeah. Could you imagine if I was just coming out here for a trip or something? <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, the F one or something like we planned in the draft. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's not going on as of right now, anyways. Yeah, well, it got canceled (laughs) yesterday for sure. But oh, did it? Shit, that's actually yeah, hundred percent. They canceled. uh, They were waiting on Austin for the F one at least. Sorry, they weren't going to come just to Montreal for one race, right? And Mexico and the U.S. are obviously in a worse state than we are. So okay. Yeah. Interesting. So they since they canceled Austin, they're not doing Montreal either. Yeah, just, I mean, bringing everybody across just to come to Canada for one race, right? Where there's not even spectators at. So, yeah, you know, they're bringing back cool tracks. I know it's not hockey, but they're bringing back some really, really cool classic tracks they're starting to do this year. And I love that sport. I know you're getting into it now, too. So, yeah, you got me hooked through that Netflix, uh, I don't want to say documentary, but show. Yeah, it's that show uh drive just five is phenomenal man anybody who hasn't watched it definitely needs to check that out if you're into i mean i don't know i wasn't even into cars in general like i'm not a huge car guy and i just i think they're insane like when going to see that live was one of the coolest experiences i think i've had in my life like they are fighter planes on a track it's insane insane how fast they can decelerate is is like i told you like i think that's the coolest part is not even how fast they can go it's how fast they stop um it's just it's crazy dude yeah Yeah, how explosive they are and like slowing down Mm -hmm. and then just blowing out of a corner Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's but something anyways, that I think you need to appreciate like more of the like mechanics and like the G forces that those guys are going under, as well as the precision and how much they need to pay attention. Like you mess up in one corner and your day's done, and potentially at like a safety risk. Well, yeah, and I mean, I like I know you kind of half watched the the last race there. You were busy moving across the country, but. Uh, like Lewis Hamilton, I'm not a huge fan of the guy, but I, most people know who that name is because of just what a good driver he is and how popular F1 is across the world, right? But he did the last race and did most of it on a set of mediums, which is like you have your soft, medium, hard tires, and then your wets, right. and the harder the tire, the longer it'll last, right? He did a set of mediums and lasted basically the whole race while people were like falling off behind him, couldn't even keep up, and he was just gliding. Like he's such a smooth driver, you can see the talent, it's crazy, yeah, man, it's nuts. And I mean, obviously, he has an insanely good car. But yeah. anyways, <laughs> let, let's get into some hockey. <laughs> yeah. Finally have hockey news, and we're just going to spend go like 20 minutes yeah. talking about F1. <laughs> <laughs> but we are excited about that. So, But another huge reason to be excited. Hockey is back. August 1st. What's it? The 28th. We're playing the Flames. I think this podcast comes out on, what, the 27th? It's the 25th right now, man. But... I'm absolutely stoked. We were just on with the Oil Brit. Anyone on Twitter probably knows who that already is, but he's got the Oil Brit podcast. Uh, We just recorded, what, like two and a half, three hours with him. So definitely check that one out. Check out Sam and uh, us on that podcast and his podcast in general. So definitely worth a listen. But let's, uh, let's jump into some Oilers discussion here. I've been just waiting for this moment. (laughs) <laughs> well we got a little hint today right they had the kobe cave memorial scrimmage game um it was kind of lopsided for team orange but it was it was nice to see them playing nonetheless there's a couple players that look quite good right broberg actually stands out uh out sorry quite a bit i wouldn't be surprised if you see him get a game or two um maybe when a series is a little bit more comfortable in hand but well, uh let's get into let's get right into that yeah, yeah okay so what do you think the chances are that bouchard and or Broberg actually see some time here. I think quite good. Really? I think at least Bouchard seeing time. Broberg, not so much, but I think yeah. it's a chance. Yeah. Because I think that's the other thing is like you're scrimmaging with a good chunk of guys that aren't going to see time, right? Like not to take anything away it's, from It's training camp done. scrimmages for sure. Yeah. It's no different. Yeah. yeah. But on the flip side, it might be kind of a good or bad reason if we see those guys. Because one, obviously, like, I think it's going to take injuries or one of our defensemen playing really poorly for them to give Broberg a shot or Bouchard a shot. I mean, or he's just playing well. I mean, I, I know it's a different situation, I obviously, but like Kale McCarr came right out of college, went straight in, right? Like there's there's no saying that just because of guys maybe not ready yet, he can't do it. Like I, I if there's a chance and he's playing better than someone he's in, for sure. And he looked good today. He keeps that up. He definitely has a chance at being a bottom six defenseman. I say it's very small, but it's it's obviously there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I get what you're saying. The McCarr comparison yeah. is a little tough. I yeah, mean, I'm like, just that saying a, a young player coming in and dude. playing straight yeah. in the playoffs is more what I mean. Yeah, right. That it's not unprecedented to happen before. Yeah, I like to get those injuries. You'd hope that you're making a deep playoff run, right? So if we see Bouchard or Broberg for any you know, duration of time. I, I think where it's going to be deeper on into the playoffs, but the big test will be against Calgary too, right? Like 
I'm assuming one, if not both of those guys might get some time there. Tough to I say. I think Bouchard most likely plays that game. I don't think both of them will be in there. Yeah. Um, I just want to see, like, they'll probably, sorry, not I want to, but they'll probably want to see how he competes against another team that's getting ready for the playoffs as well. And if he can hold his own there, then he has a good shot at getting in that lineup. And and yeah, I agree. Like, Broberg is definitely like, I mean, again, realistically, not going to happen, most likely getting their first game, right? But but down the line, like, he, he looks like he can play hockey at least. Yeah. You know, that's <laughs> nice to see. So, and, and a pretty explosive player. I mean, you can definitely tell that skating ability. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm stoked to see him, but I'm not I'm not putting money on those guys getting in right away or anything. But it'll be interesting how Tippett approaches the Calgary game too. Like, are we going to see the game one lineup to try and knock Rust off, or is he going to be kind of experimenting with some other guys <laughs> that might not be the you know the lineup that ended the season in March? I think they might even protect McDavid, just keep him off. I'm very well, maybe yeah. I, I wouldn't be shocked to see that. I wouldn't be shocked to see him, see him in, you, you mm-hmm. know, we talked about this with Sam, but there's gotta be kind of an unspoken agreement there that there's not really going to be much chippy shit. Like at the end of the day, stuff happens, but both teams have got to be want to coming out of that game. A hundred percent healthy. Yeah. Use it as a team scrimmage type setting idea, right? Like, use it to work on your passes and your stick checking, not so much your physicality. Yeah. Since, since most of that anyway, it comes through emotion, right? Like that's why you see it ramp up throughout a playoff series. Yeah. So. And yeah, I agree on that. Like, I think it will run a lot like a scrimmage. Like obviously it's, you're against your provincial rival, but at the end of the day, there's more important shit going on for both yeah. teams. I, I am surprised at the matchups they did though too. Like there's quite a few out there that are like, holy hell, like you were just asking for fireworks to go off. Like you're you're it's you're all really pushing the players yeah. not to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I'm not I'm not gonna ah, I don't I mean, really know why the smallest that, complaint but... to have as a fan, but yeah, I just don't want our players getting hurt before the actual game Knock starts. On right? wood. Yeah. For sure. No, I definitely you know, don't want to see anything like that happen. I mean, I'm sure we're not going to get into that anymore. I'm sure it'll all be fine. And it's all preparation, right? So I really can't imagine some really like line brawls like we saw in January or anything like that. But, you know, as we go into this series, I'm really curious, like this break, I think for us having a younger team and there's going to be lots of teams that have this advantage, but I think this is really going to help us. When you think of especially with McDavid and his injury last summer, this has been three, four months, five months that he's been able to actually train because, you know, that guy's just not sitting on his ass. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he obviously looks good in scrimmages, but I mean, it's Connor McDavid playing against his teammates. It's you're expecting that. But I think especially with coming off the year that Dreisaitl had, Obviously, McDavid is, yeah. yeah, McDavid's obviously happy for Dreisaitl and proud of him and everything, but I think he kind of wants to come out and, you know, be like, say, I'm, hey, I'm still one. King Remember shit. who it is. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm still yeah. the best player in the world. And Dreisaitl is yeah. an extraordinary talent in his own right, but he's not Connor McDavid. Mm-hmm. And I think that little bit of competition between the two of them is a good thing. They push each other. 
Oh, you see it on the ice, right? I mean, when you see them live, like they're the last two on the ice, you know, you can tell that their competitive spirit is just fierce. Like they, they both want to be number one. And I think uh, it was, was it Hitchcock? I don't remember. Yeah. Hitchcock who's telling McDavid that he could be just as good or not McDavid. Sorry. Telling Dreisaitl that he could be just as good as McDavid. Yeah, it was. Right. Like he's like, don't be, don't strive to be just as good as him. Like strive to be better. Right. Like, yeah. Like you're in that tier. Yeah. Yeah. You're not. And that was when, you know, that was when people were just starting to see it. Right. Like, and still saying, oh, he's lazy on ice. He lacks foot speed. He doesn't play defense. Right. And it's like, I mean, fuck look what else he does dude does he need so, to like Jesus yeah. yeah some guys are still saying that as far as the defense but i mean dude, I, if he was I, that I bad on metrics. defense he wouldn't be playing the point on penalty kill either so absolutely don't he's know out there in key say. situations yeah. logging tough minutes against yeah. good competition yeah so I, I mean i i truly think like we're obviously biased here but it's got to be Dreisaitl for both the Hart and the Lindsay. Are we are we in agreement there? Yeah, I mean, uh, the Hart at least, right? I think is going to be closer. Um, and even that, I think, like, I don't even get how there's really that big of a conversation there, right? Like Panarin, although he's obviously phenomenal and did carry the Rangers throughout their season, I mean. Were they going to be a playoff team? No, they were not. No. Right? They they were pushing. They had a chance, but there's three, four other teams there that were also making a surge. Right? Like there's, they had a chance. It was not like a guarantee, you know. Yeah, and, it's not like they weren't say, a Buffalo that was already out. Like where people trying to argue Eichel should be the heart, and it's like, yeah, it's like, what? Which I doing, which man? I again understand that conversation, right? But I mean, that's what we as fans were saying about like David a couple of years ago. And we were told to just like shut up. You were on playoffs, and now exactly. all of a sudden everybody else gets to talk about it, and it's not a big deal. It's like what the fuck is happening? I know, and that's like you can't have it both ways. If you're not giving it to McDavid when he's clearly the best player in the world, just because Edmonton sucked, well, sorry, like Eichel's clearly not definitively the best player in the world, and he's on a shit team. So like, get that argument out of here. <laughs> but but uh, but yeah, I mean, I I think he comes away with both the awards easily. Maybe not easily, but I think he does come away with both of them. I think he deserves it. And I think the biggest thing here, and we can get into all the nitty gritty of it, because I I know we're not really trying to convince any Oilers fans because they're probably in the same boat as we are. But look at the point gap. Like, he has like, what, 17 points on McKinnon? That's That's not insignificant at all. Like, I could understand if... The arguments if Drysdale had two more points, and you're like, okay, McKinnon's more of a complete player. Colorado, <clears throat> excuse me, Colorado had a bunch of injuries, and Panarin kind of drugged the Rangers along. I could understand that, but that production, you know, it, it's not piggybacking yeah, but, off of McDavid. But John, yeah, Drysdale got carried by McDavid. All well, season, like, I know they were on the same line all year. Obviously, you know that, right? Like. <laughs> I'm so sick of hearing that shit nonstop. And it's like, I'm sorry that they're the best duo on the power play, like in the game right now. I don't know what you want us to say that they work there, but they don't play together anymore. So, and I can understand the strength of team argument for guys like Hellebuck, but on, like, yeah. for one, he probably deserved to get nominated for the heart. I don't know which of the two you take out, but when you look at the Vesna, it's like you got to give it to him just because he has no support and the numbers are there. So I'm not saying that 
you can't factor in the strength of the team, but it's hard to penalize a guy like Dreisaitl, like because of the strength of his team. Yeah. Just because McDavid's yeah. there on the power play. Like what more does he have to do? He stepped up when McDavid was out. He made, he had more points than McDavid. He proved that he can anchor his own line. You know, what else more does he have to do to prove that it's not just because McDavid's there? And I mean, just to compare it to your like Vesna award winner, Vasilevsky won it last year and he was on the best team in the league. Like, does that take away from his performance? No, it does not at all. He's a phenomenal goaltender. Yeah. Yeah. It would be more impressive if he put those numbers up while Tampa was shitty. But I don't think it, you know, like I do think it picks up guys when they're on bad teams, like to a degree. That's a plus. (laughs) I just don't think it's as big of a negative when you're on a good team or you're playing with talented people. Agreed. Like, yeah. Like, it's not like people were questioning Ovechkin's rocket Richards. And I know that reward is just statistics. So it's a little bit, you know, cherry picking here. But we're we're people like, oh, well, it's not that impressive because Backstrom's setting him up. No, he's a sniper and he's works well with his line mates, but that's not a negative on Ovechkin. I mean, you could say it about any greatest player ever, including Gretzky, right? Like, it's just... Like, it's such a weird argument to have that you can't be as good as you are because the players around you are also good. Yeah. But yeah. And, like, personally, if you locked me in on McDavid's wing for 82 games, I bet you I could score a goal. At least but, one. Yeah, at least one. Like, he'd bank one yeah. off of me. I can barely fucking skate. Get that but, booty in the way, just like Neil, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, Lucic freaking scored some. I mean, Lucic <laughs> is way better than I am. Obviously, I'm not saying that, but... You know, like, it, but it's not like that's what Drysaddle was doing. Like, he still put up the extraordinary numbers. And there's some good NHLers that have played with McDavid that don't, like, you know, Eberle saw a lot of time there. Hall saw some time there. That being said, it was in McDavid's rookie year. But still, like, it's not like their numbers just, like, doubled. Like, if everybody's players' numbers were just extraordinarily shooting up, I might buy into that argument a little bit more. But. McDavid, well, I mean, you know, and, and he's not just numbers, a, he, he's not such a line. playmaker too. Like, I mean, we've talked about before, like he is the definition of this generation's power forward, right? Like he, he is exactly that genre of character, but I mean, his, his passing is just as deadly as his shot, right? Like he uses his body to protect the, the puck, like all of it. Like he's a dominant player. There's no denying it. And just, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's it. Yeah. Some Enforcer Base podcasting coming at you. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. And now Semenko out in front of the goal, pounding away at Joe Kocher, who's down on the ice, holding the back of his head. Um, you know, actually, what, what really surprised me, especially with Twitter being like Leaf Nation, was Grimson over Colton Orr. That actually, that voting really surprised me. I didn't think that would happen. Don't forget to catch the Fourth Line Voice podcast wherever you find your podcast, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Mark Bergevin. And everybody goes on and on with the whole PK thing and blah, oh, and he hated him because he doesn't like fun and blah, blah, blah. I have heard from a few people that Mark Bergevin's hilarious. No, this guy was a riot. Yeah, he would uh, be at the bar and he's like, oh, I just had a penis colada. And the girls would like give a double take and be like, what? He's like, yeah, I had the penis colada. You know, I, it's not bad. You know, it's. Enforcer based podcasting wherever you get podcasts from. Let's switch 
gears before we get back into the Oilers stuff and moving into that playoff matchup against Chicago. Seattle Kraken. What do you think? Uh, I honestly, I was, I think I told you, I was hoping it was going to be that back when they were like deciding the names, either that or the rain city bitch pigeons for sure. (laughs) But, uh, but I'm really happy about it because first off the fans get to be the crackheads and they get to go watch the boys play at the crack den or the crack house. Take your name of choice, but it's gotta uh, be crack. I think, yeah, I think it's hilarious that it's that I think it's also beautiful. Like the design of the logo. I think the jerseys look nice too. Like I really don't have anything to complain about what they've done with the team so far. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I like it all. Than, uh, I like it all. Vegas yeah. did too. A better intro than Vegas is, have you said? Yeah, like remember when Vegas got announced and, and everyone was the like teasers. ripping on their team name and their low. No, I mean like their actual announcement. Oh, like do their, you remember the confetti fell like, before they even started and yeah. shit? Like it was a disaster. Too. And like the Kraken had some technical difficulties, but like kind of after their original launch to the like next session, yeah. they had some like Zoom issues. Issues, but. As far as their branding, the only thing I can really say, and this might be nitpicking, I felt like their logo is like a little bit like minimalist, which is fine. And I think the reason that I'm not don't have a big issue about that is because I think their their team name and their branding opens them up so much to have some really good like third logos or secondary logos, like some mean, aggressive looking like sea monster. Yeah, I, 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 I'm sure you'll see alternate designs and stuff come out where they use some grotesque designs of Sea Monster. Like I, I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of potential there with that name. I do branding, too. Right? Yeah. No, I'm I'm pretty stoked, and I mean, I don't know. We'll see. As far as them coming into our division, I mean, do you think they? I I hope that the GMs around the league don't make the same mistakes that they did with. Vegas because I really don't want another Vegas with that depth in our division Being that strong right off the bat <laughs> that being said maybe Arizona continues their kind of I don't want to say upward trend because it's been a slow climb but they've shown kind of steps and if they continue in that direction who knows what's going to happen with Hall there's some weird stuff going on with that organization right now but if they get better they might be leaving our division at the perfect time yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, we've talked about that before, too, just them going to Central and how strong that has been over the past decade, too, right? And and it's still a battle. Um, with Arizona getting stronger, I definitely have no interest with them being there. And, yeah, especially if Hall resigns. Like, they'll be getting first overall pick after first overall pick, if that's a thing. <laughs> and just have a stacked team in, like, five years, right, when yeah. they trade them. Next Oilers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's talk about the cap a little bit. Now, we're not going to do like a deep dive like we've done in the past, but interesting that the cap seems like it's going to be stagnant for the next three years. And I, I kind of wonder, you know, I'm not concerned about this season being able to retain our key players, like the Bears, et cetera. But as far as the depth, you look at the guy like Shahan and some of the more depth pieces, even Mike Smith, if we decide to bring him back, like some of those guys might just turn to be too expensive. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, or salaries will adjust to that, right? Like salaries do get signed knowing that there's going to be an increase in salary over the next years. It, it pretty much always and that's going to stop, yeah. So, I mean, knowing that it's going to be a pretty much hard cap for the next couple of years to make up for escrow, like I, I think it'll be honestly easier for GMs to uh, to decide what they want to do. Now, the players resigning during these years are kind of in for a screw job, right? I mean, it sucks if your contract ends now because you can't sign a big ticket. Well, and that's the for thing. the most like, part, unless Taylor you're a big Hall, star already. Yeah, and I genuinely believe in my ability to continue putting up elite numbers. I'm probably signing a three year deal. Mm hmm. Two yeah, year deal. Yeah, and then resign after. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Like he'll be like 31 after a two year deal. I'll be, I think he's like 29. But, anyways, like being in that situation, I mean, he's he's going to have some tough decisions to make. Because, I mean, unless someone, Arizona or otherwise, decides to give him that seven or eight year deal for nine, 10, 11 million dollars, I mean, there's teams like Colorado. It's just like, do they want him? Are they going to go after some more defensive depth pieces? Because they've got a lot of cop, cap space, as well as they're obviously a very good team already. But, I mean, McKinnon will be coming up, I think, in a year or two. We don't need to do a deep dive of them. But anyways, let's let's transition a little bit. Let's look ahead to Chicago. So the kind of news coming out of there was that Corey Crawford is active and on the ice. But, I mean, it's goalies. And, Kyle, we both know that they're voodoo. But where are we at with this series? Like, are you worried about Corey Crawford? Are you worried about Chicago? Or is this something that, you know, we're kind of, as fans anyways, already looking ahead to Dallas? Uh, I mean, I think you're silly for any team to be looking ahead of any team, right? Like, I mean, look what happened last year with Tampa Bay and Columbus. You never want to take a team easy. And uh, I mean, Chicago obviously is not the team that they once were, like not even close. But Kane and Taze can still take over a game for sure. I mean, we know how decent, um, oh my God, uh, Kajula is, right? Like, although he's not a game changing player, he's still a decent player in his own right, you know, like for sure, not game changing. But uh, I mean, he's still a force that that can forecheck well. He still has a shot, you know. Like he's he's a player that's an addition on that team. And if Crawford's playing his game, then then yeah, like there's something to worry about. I do think that we win that series. I'm not necessarily concerned about it, but we got to come out of the gates firing too. Because if Chicago's ready, it's a short series, and and it could go south pretty quick. And that's really my only concern. Like one if Crawford stands on his head, but that's literally any playoff series since the dawn of hockey to the future. Like goalies can steal a series, but you know, when I look at their team, as long as Edmonton shows up, Seabrook's now questionable and might be out. Not that he's a game changer that he used to be, but I just don't see them being able to stop the two headed monster that we have. And if we can play some decent defense and our goaltending doesn't lapse, i.e. our team shows up and they're ready to play, I I think this has got to be a win. Yeah, I mean, I'm not debating that at all. I think that we do come away with the victory. I don't think it'll be a clean sweep by any means. I think we definitely lose a game. Definitely. But, uh, I think we huh? can sweep them. I, I mean, it could happen for sure. 
but you know, there's it's definitely going to be sloppy hockey, right? Like anything could happen. There's going to be For some sure. weird bounces. I think the first couple of games, right? So it's definitely not going to be clean, crisp Oilers that we know how good they can play, right? And we also know how they can play down to some teams too. So For sure. And I just want them to come up firing. That's all. You know, and Tip Tippett's been good at that. Well, he's been here on this team, right? Where we have been slacking at some points, right? But he's very good on the boys for making sure the next game, like they come out there firing. So I don't even want him to give them the chance to come out slow. You know, like I, I want him fucking screaming in that locker room before every game, you know, like get those boys amped up, make sure they know where their head's at. Tip, it doesn't seem like a screamer to me, but maybe I'm wrong there. I don't know. I feel like he's more of a get a snapping turtle and bite on his dick type of guy. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think that's his kind of shtick. That's his MO. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Man, that story. I can't. I can't believe that that's true. There's no way. Man. No, there's no. I think it's bullshit. It's hilarious. See him in real life. If you see him around Edmonton, just be like, show me the scar. I want to see it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to get arrested. <laughs> get away from the playground. It's a. It's pretty wicked that Edmonton got the hub city. I mean, just like economically, I think it could as well show that our city isn't some barren winter wasteland year round. Maybe you get that some- it'll it'll help. Uh, I mean, yeah, it'll show the players the summer time there, right? Rather than what they see when they come there every plane flight, right? It's just gray and you're going into an January, industrial city yeah. on the outside, and <laughs> yeah. whatnot, you know. But uh, and, and I mean, not like they're going to be touring around per se, but it definitely helps. You know, like the restaurant industry for sure will be helped out by it. Uh, yeah. Fine dining, you know, like they're going to be having huge contracts to bring in food for all these players for months on end, which that's probably one of the most hurt sectors right now. It's one of the places that still aren't open everywhere. Right. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Like there, there are really good things that'll, they'll come from it for sure. Hopefully that it keeps clean throughout and nobody gets COVID and it spreads throughout the, the entire roster of a team and it ends up having to end a series or the playoffs in whole. Right. I, I think with the testing protocols they have in place, as well as the, like how they're planning on locking that place down, I think the biggest question is getting there on the 27th with like all the other teams coming in. If that goes smoothly, I think you're shotgunning some beers at the end of this playoffs. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, For sure. For sure. (laughs) Stop downplaying it, Kyle. I want you to get like, agitated because of i'm it. fine with it dude i don't care i said i'd do it you wouldn't have yeah you, you, you feel like this is like a bad thing i'll shotgun three i don't give a fuck whatever do it right now covid ain't a thing <laughs> let me go let me go run to my fucking debt while i don't or while i can't leave the house to go get beer yeah well hey i'm in montreal i'll go drop it off and like throw okay, it up fine. to your balcony do it right now come over to my house yeah. no i'm good <laughs> i'm content <laughs> right where i'm yeah at. we'll do it though we'll do it though you will be. I won't. <laughs> you keep saying that I'm on the same side and I'm not. I haven't been from the get-go. I have photos that you said I will yeah, do but it I too. Changed I, my... Although you said I don't agree, I'll be on the same side as Kyle. No. that's I'm not... pretty sure it's exactly what you said. I'm, I'm tweeting that. out screenshots. That's not what happened. And I talked to Troll last night, who's our Washington guy in the network. And uh, he's with me. He knows he's got me written down on the right side of that bet. Yeah, okay. So before we wrap it up here, I don't think it's really a great conversation to have really nitpicking the lineup because at the end of the day, 
other than the scrimmage, we're not in the practices. We don't know what's going on. We don't know what lines are gelling. But I think the one thing we can talk about there is goaltenders. And we kind of had this chat, but game one against Chicago, who are you starting? Uh, after the performance today, I'm not going to say Smith. Although I said that earlier. You've come over I to the right side. I eh? think he looked quite shaky today. Although, I don't know. Who do you think gets the game on Tuesday, first off? Because, I well, mean, that'll show it, right? There's a big enough gap, so I've got to think. Well, to be fair, they both play. I bet you they'll split it 30 minutes. Yeah, actually, that's fair. Yeah, halfway through the game, they'll switch out. Yeah. And I don't... Have you found out anything about that scrimmage? Like, are we able to dress more than the limit of players? Because, like, that's another thing. If we can dress all, like, 28 when we were referencing that earlier, I think you definitely Just see Just rotate Broberg. half the roster through. I yeah. doubt that they do that. I'm, sure I'm guessing it's the normal set, lineup. Set lines, put them in. Yeah. But you'll still have two goalies, so I guarantee those goalies will be in half and half. Yeah. I'm leaning Miko. I, mean, yeah. I think Miko's, I, yeah. like, got the contract. And I think the other thing is you're given, like, you're showing your faith and the guy that's back here next year for sure. That's but true, yeah. If he doesn't perform well. Smash in right away. And Koskinen getting picked is gonna light a fire under Smith's ass. He's gonna be pissed about that. Which I like. I want him mad. That's true too. Yeah. So that's the way I'm looking at the goalies. And I'm that's a hill I'll die on. I agree with you. That's fine. Fucking Good. die on it, buddy. Yeah. Good. Well, I, I don't want to get COVID either. The hill I'll <laughs> die on metaphorically, but not the COVID hill. Yeah. Not I mean, I'm happy. I'm happy. At least my experience with it was was fairly mild. For sure, man. Going, but but I also like I fell too. Like uh, the lung pressure and all that. Like I like I told you, I could feel how it could just destroy somebody. Obviously, it does, right? So for sure. Consider no, man. we for that. I'm really glad you're doing well. It's uh, it's not something you want to mess around with, but luckily, you know, you're a weekend and still doing well. So that's uh, that's awesome to hear. And hopefully you completely kick that and no complications or nothing like that. Do a test in four days. So I'll tell you my results. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Fingers crossed for sure. Um, I think we're pretty much ready to wrap it up there. We're doing a little bit shorter one, kind of easing in here. But next Monday... We're definitely back to kind of full bore and we are not doing two episodes a week anymore. Whole network wide, we are dropping episodes every Monday. So looking forward to our upcoming guests that you guys will hear on the next episodes. And uh, yeah, check out our hockey podcast network. All the guys putting out wicked content there. I think we've got an after hours tonight on the Patreon. So you can check that out. Kind of a big collab with everybody jumping in. Whoever's whoever's down to drink and bullshit. But anyways, this has been another episode of the Oil Country Podcast. Thank you very much for listening, everybody, and we will catch you next week.